It's nighttime in the big city. A hot dog vendor drains water from his cart. There's a low cloud cover. This is Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Welcome to Theme Time Radio Hour. Today's episode is all about the U.S. mail. I don't mean the red-blooded type. I mean the one that comes in an envelope that you stick a stamp on and you send it to someone. Samuel Johnson said in a man's letters, his soul lies naked. Cause I wrote you a letter and this is what I said. We'll be talking about love letters, pen pals, going postal, ransom notes, letters to dear John and dear Abby, Miss Lonely Hot. We'll be returning things to sender and we'll be telling you that the check's in the mail. You know, when we come up with these themes, we try to stay away from the obvious choices. But occasionally, there are songs that you just have to play, like this one. You know, the Marvelettes, and please, Mr. Postman. Postmaster General, and he established the foundation for many of the systems the post office still uses today. He was the subject of the first stamp to feature a person on it. All this, and he flew a kite in a lightning storm. Sometimes you can wait all day for a letter to come. Well, the Ravens had that same problem, and they recorded this song to describe that feeling. Here they are. The Ravens with Jimmy Ricks on lead vocal. Write me a letter. Write me a letter. Say I'm still your fella. Cause I'm lonesome. Lonesome as a man can be. Cause I haven't been myself since you said goodbye to me. 
Yes, I wrote my gala letter and this is what I had to see. Yes, I wrote my gala letter and this is what I had to see. Man, you know how I feel if you ever had a gal like me. Some people think that email is not quite fast enough. Well, they should have been around in the 1840s. Mail took forever to reach the West Coast back then. In March 1860, William H. Russell, who was an American transportation pioneer, placed an advertisement in the newspaper. Here's what it said. Wanted, young skinny wiry fellows, not over 18, must be expert riders willing to risk death daily, orphans preferred. He was looking for riders for what became the Pony Express. When they were recruited, the riders had to swear on a Bible not to cuss, fight, abuse their animals, and to conduct themselves honestly. On an average day, a rider covered 75 to 100 miles. The first mail by Pony Express from St. Joe to Sacramento took 10 and a half days. There were 200 Pony Express riders among them, Wild Bill Hickok and Buffalo Bill Cody. Alex Chilton was all of 16 years old when the songwriters Chips Bowman and Dan Penn found him. They put him in front of a group called The Backstops and recorded this song, which went to the top of the charts in 1967. Here's Alex Chilton along with The Backstops and The Letter. Give me a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter I don't care how much money I gotta spend Got to get back to my baby again Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby just wrote me a letter When she wrote me a letter Said she couldn't live without me Can't you see I got to get back to my baby once more Anyway, yeah, be a ticket for an aeroplane Ain't got time to take a fast train Lonely days are gone, I'm a-going home My baby used to wrote me a letter When she wrote me a letter, said she couldn't live without me 
had another band called Big Star, which was a cult favorite among bands like I Am and The Replacements. Fortunately, he was able to keep working in music and never had to work at the post office. Not that there's anything wrong with that. By the way, The Letter is the second shortest single to reach number one. It's under two minutes long. The only song shorter was Stay by Maurice Williams and the Zodiacs. Help your post office deliver the mail by using zip code on every address. Mail moves the country. Zip code moves the mail. The first mail order catalog was sent out by Montgomery Ward. Not the store, the guy. In 1872, Monty sent it out for his mail order business in Chicago. It was a single sheet of paper with a press list showing the merchandise for sale and ordering instructions. Imagine the look on a mailman's face when he finds out he has to deliver a tractor. Here's a song about a man who hides in a mailman's sack. It's the only way he can get to see his baby. Here's Tiny Bradshaw, Mailman's Sack. Yes, the postman came and the postman went. And he left the mail that my baby sent. No, she didn't say yes. Yes, she didn't say no. But from what I read, yes, I got to go. I'm gonna paste a stamp in the middle of my back. Gonna jump right in that mailman's sack. I'll be wearing a tag in the mailman's bag. Once I'm in the sack, ain't no turning back. as unusual as it sounds. Tony Cohen was asked by his professor to write about a favorite piece of history. He decided to write about Henry Box Brown, who mailed himself to New York in a wooden crate in the days of the Underground Railroad. Tony didn't just write about it. He mailed himself to New York in a wooden packing crate. He got there fine, but it was so hot in the box during travel that he had to cut his pants off with a pocket knife. Strange but true. I'll take it, Billy Ray. Oh, no, you don't. The mail must go through. 
standing right here. Hand it to me, Billy Ray. You're not an authorized receptacle. <laughs> well, he's an official of this county. Means nothing to me. I'm a fed. <laughs> Will you park that mail truck of yours in an illegal spot sometime? As long as I'm carrying rents to mail, I got to ride away over ambulance, police cars, fire engines, and heavier than aircraft. <laughs> Put a mail sack on some people goes right to their heads. <laughs> Right now, I'd like to clear up one of the big mysteries in life. Ronald Bertram Aloysius Greaves III. Maybe you know better as R.B. Greaves. I know I always wondered what the R.B. stood for. I knew it couldn't be roast beef. A lot of people know him as a one-hit wonder, but his story is much more interesting. He was the nephew of Sam Cooke, and he wrote a lot of songs. As a matter of fact, Recently, Motown Records put out two unreleased songs by a band called The Minor Birds, which was a short-lived group that featured both Rick James and Neil Young. Guess who wrote both sides of that record? You guessed it, R.B. Greaves. Here he is. Take a letter, Maria. Last night, as I got home, about a half-past ten, there was the woman I thought I knew in the arms of another man I kept my cool, I ain't no fool Let me tell you what happened then I packed some clothes and I walked out And I ain't going back again So take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Say I won't be coming home Gotta start a new life Take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Send a copy to my lawyer Gotta start a new life You've been many things But most of all A good secretary to me And it's times like this I feel You've always been close to me Was I wrong to work nights To try to build a good life Said to my wife, say I won't be coming home. Gotta start a new life. We'll take a letter, Maria. Address it to my wife. Send a copy to my lawyer. Gotta have a new life. What a man loves a woman, it's hard to understand. But she would find more pleasure. In the arms of another man I never really noticed How sweet you are to me It just so happens I'm free tonight Would you like to have dinner with me? Don't take a letter, Maria Address it to my wife Say I will be coming home Gotta start a new life To my wife, send a copy to my lawyer. Gotta have a new life. We'll take a letter for real. I guess it to my wife. Say I won't be coming home. That was R.B. Greaves talking to his secretary from 1969. Take a letter, Maria. I always enjoy hearing from Marianne Faithful. She knows what we're talking about today. This is what she had to say. I don't do email myself, but I do like writing letters. If I sit down to write you a letter, it's because I'm, I've am i thought about it and I'm thinking about saying something particular. Real words and thought behind it. And it's an art that we've lost, isn't it? Thanks, Marianne. A little earlier in the show, we played a song about hopping in a mailman's sack. Seems to be a popular topic. Woody Guthrie wrote a song about the very same thing. We're going to play a version of it from a tribute to Woody, sung by Earl Robinson. Earl was one of the central figures in American folk music. During the summer of 36, he wrote the song Joe Hill. During the 40s, he moved to Hollywood. He composed the music for television shows such as The Great Man's Whiskers and The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. We'll play some of his music one of these days. But right now, here he is, singing a song written by Woody Guthrie. Mail myself to you. 
I'm gonna mail myself a letter. I'm gonna daub myself with glue. Stick some stamps on top of my head. I'm gonna mail myself to you. I'm gonna tie me up in red strings. I'm gonna fix blue ribbons too. Then I'm gonna climb up in my mailbox. I'm gonna mail myself to you. I'm gonna mail myself a letter. I'm gonna daub myself with glue. Stick some stamps on top of my head. I'm gonna mail myself to you. Take me out of my wrapping paper. Wash them stamps right off of my head. Fill me full of ice cream sodies. Tuck me in my nice warm bed. Because I'm gonna mail myself a letter. I'm gonna daub myself with glue. Stick some stamps on top of my head. I'm gonna mail myself to you. I'm gonna mail myself to you. That was Earl Holly Robinson and a Woody Guthrie song called "Mail Myself to You." Here on Theme Time Radio Hour, the postal edition. There's lots of songs written about different kinds of letters. Here's one you might not know. It's by a group called the Medallions. It was written by the lead singer, Vernon Green. In this song, The Letter, Vernon Green invents some new English and talks about the sweet words of bismutality and the pulpitudes of love. The actor John Cryer wrote and starred in a movie called The Pompitus of Love. He interviewed Vernon and asked him what those words meant. Vernon told him, His mortality described words of such secrecy that they could only be spoken to the one you loved. And pulpitudes was coined to mean a secret paper doll fantasy, like a puppet who would be my everything and bear my children. Here's the letter. Vernon Green and the Battalions. Darling, darling, oh, how I love you, really do, but your jazz, jazz won't be true. Darling, I'm writing this letter, knowing that you ain't ever read it. But each time I write you, darling, I pen what lips can't say. Because I love you, although you're so far away, my words carry meaning that love alone can't tell. And always hope and wish you well, oh my darling. Please hear my plea. Please. Darling, what is there worse on this earth than to be unable to stop loving you, knowing well that I should? To me, a blank day to me a black night and to kiss and love and then have to fight oh my darling let me whisper sweet words of his mortality and discuss the puppetus of love and put them together and what if you had matrimony oh my darling please hear my plea Vernon Green and the Battalions. Vernon was discovered at age 16. He was walking down the street singing when Dootsie Williams heard him and signed him up for his record label, Dootone. 
creative words, Vernon Green and the mysterious letter. Most letters are delivered by the U.S. Postal Service, who handled 44% of the world's mail. Japan is a distant second. They only handled 6%. Holy smoke, it's from the post office department, and they've offered me a job. A job? A job? Yeah. It seems Mr. Nicholson has decided to resign, and they want me to take his place. You mean you're going to be a postman? Sure. Oh, just imagine that, Mother. Yes. A thing like this could easily bring back the carrier pigeon. <laughs> Our next artist joined the high-tone label, where he first recorded this song. Well, we're going to play the version from 1949 that he recorded for King. I've always been partial to the band he had around that time. Here he is, Memphis Slim. A letter home. Hello, baby. recognized that after Slim sings, things ain't like they used to be. The saxophone players play the riff from the Duke Ellington song of the same name. Slim toured Europe with Willie Dixon in the early 60s. He liked it so much that he permanently moved to Paris, where blues musicians were treated with respect they often didn't receive back home. such good social letters. Well, Nora, it's a talent. You see, different letters have different purposes. They do all kinds of things. There's many kinds of letters. We've talked about a few of them here. Here's another one. It's called the Dear John Letter, and it's a duet by Gene Shepard and Ferlin Husky. Gene was born in Powell's Valley, Oklahoma, and she played bass in an all-girl band called the Melody Ranch Girls. She teamed up with Ferlin Husky. His first records were ignored, but this duet with Dean Shepard became a hit, and he followed it up with a whole mess more. Here's where it all started for him. A Dear John Letter, Gene Shepard and Ferland Husky. Dear John. 
overseas in battle When the postman come to me And he handed me a letter I was as happy as I could be For the fighting was all over And the battle had been won Then I opened up the letter And it started, Dear John Send back my picture My husband wants it now When I tell you who I'm wedding You won't care, dear, anyhow Now the ceremony has started And I'll wed your brother, Don Will you wish us happiness forever? Dear John That was Gene Shepard and Ferdinand Husky with a Dear John letter. Some of you might not know what a Dear John letter is. It was a letter from a woman to her boyfriend or husband telling him she wants out. In World War II, these letters became so common that the women wouldn't write anything else except for Dear John. Just seeing those two words told the guy it was all over. That's how the phrase, that's all she wrote, came into popular usage. Now listen all you anders who think your gal is true Don't ever be too certain or you'll be singing too That's all she wrote, that's all she wrote Didn't write no more, didn't write no more We hope the gloom's not hanging round your front door This is Theme Time Radio Hour and we're talking all about the U.S. mail. Nowadays, we receive just as much mail, if not more, via the computer in the form of email. We're as modernist as tomorrow, so let's take a moment to answer a piece of email. Today's email is from Adair Brown. She writes us from Rye, New York. Here's her note. Dear Theme Time Radio Hour, I love the music you play, but maybe you can clear something up for me. I've been using my computer a lot lately, and I've noticed a lot of names of the websites sound like something you'd hear in a hippie movie. Think about it. Windows to the Universe, Google, Boing Boing, Shutterfly, and Gulp. These don't sound like business things. What do you think? Well, Adair, I can see your point. These names don't have the hard-edged feel of General Motors or Exxon. But look who created these. A lot of these computer guys used to be hippies. Though to be fair, they aren't totally hippies. Because if they were totally hippies, we'd be going on websites with names like Tapioca Sunshine. Wait a second. That's not a bad idea for a name. And while I'm playing this next song, I'm going to see how my bid's doing. I'm trying to get a thermos on eBay. Well, we've heard about Dear John letters. We heard the Ravens begging to receive a letter. But Fats Waller has a different take on the whole thing. Here's a song that's one of his best. He's going to sit right down and write himself a letter and make believe it's coming from you. Thank you. 
I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter and make believe it came from you. I'm gonna write words oh so sweet. They're gonna knock me off my feet. A lot of kisses on the bottom. I'll be glad I got on. I'm gonna smile and say, I hope you're feeling better. And close with love the way you do. I'm gonna sit right down and write myself a letter. Believe it came from you.
for a baby. Say I love you tenderly. Was Gene Cherry and the Downbeats? No mail today. Maybe somebody did send you mail, but it ended up in the dead letter office. Dead letter clerks handle three kinds of mystery mail. Misdirected letters, blind readings. They call blind readings because to the average postal worker, the address would appear as if it was written while blindfolded. The third type is prank mail. People who work in the dead letter office were the only ones with the authority to open other people's mail. By the end of the 19th century, it was common for them to handle as many as 23,000 pieces of dead mail a day. In 1992, there were two large facilities, no longer called the Dead Letter Office. They were known as the Mail Recovery Centers. If they can't figure out where a letter was supposed to go, it is shredded. Packages, on the other hand, are different. Every single one of them is open and inspected by hand. If they do find the owner, and that happens about a quarter of the time, they forward it to him without charge. You won't believe some of the things they find in these packages. They find books and CDs, but they also have found jewelry, drugs, guns, human remains, and even live animals. So make sure you put the address on it before you stick a stamp on it. This is Deke Dickerson, and you're listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. You know that Gene Terry record? Sure had a Cajun sound to it, and that put me in the mood for our next artist, Joel Sonnier. Like Doug Son, he was a child prodigy and performer. He began to play accordion at age three, and he was on the radio at age six. He had his first recording session at age 11. This is from a few years after that, though, from an album he put out in 1987 that had two top ten country hits on it. This one was written by Richard Thompson, but Doyle does quite a job on it. It's called Tear-Stained Letter.
That was Joel Sonnier, who in 1995 became Male Vocalist of the Year by the Cajun French Music Association. If you have a tear stained letter, odds are it's a rejection letter, probably by someone whom you love. However, some other people receive rejection letters in a business-like way. For example, Dr. Seuss once received a letter that said that his work was too different to warrant its selling. The diary of Anne Frank was rejected. The letter said, The girl doesn't have a special perception of feeling which would lift that book above the curiosity level. Rudyard Kipling was told, You just don't know how to use the English language. John Kennedy Toole received so many rejection notices that he killed himself. His mother still believed in his book, and through her persistence, not only was it published, but his novel, Confederacy of Dunces, received a Pulitzer Prize in 1980. So don't forget, just because people reject you doesn't mean you're not good. The post office authorized the first experimental mail flight in 1911. By 1921, mail was flown both day and night, the entire distance from San Francisco to New York. What earlier had taken weeks could now be done in the space of a couple of days. Our mail was here to stay. While we're on the subject, here's a set of brothers from Carfax, Virginia. They're the longest active professional brother duet in country music history. 55 years, Jim and Jesse with a song called Air Mail Special. Left New York this morning early Stacked his mail so wide and high Sailing through the wide blue yonder It's that Air Mail Special on the fly Listen to Humming, see her streaking through the sky Like a bird is flying homeward It's that airmail special on the fly Over plains and high top mountains Over rivers deep and wide Like a mighty galley for you It's that airmail special on the fly Over clouds so dark and stormy Over rugged peaks so high Hurrying mail to California It's that airmail special on the fly Jim and Jesse with their band the Virginia Boys on Capitol Records and the airmail special on the fly. In 1918, the first airmail service was inaugurated between Washington, Philadelphia, and New York. And this was the first airmail stamp. It showed a Curtis Jenny in flight. The first few sheets of these stamps, as a matter of fact, showed Jenny flying upside down. Those stamps with the inverted centers are worth something like $4,000 each today. This next song isn't specifically about mail, but has a spoken recitation about three letters from the stages of your fine, fine, super fine courier. Well, I'll let you hear it for yourself. Hear the velvet tones and the glory of love. You've got to give a little Take a little and let your poor heart break a little. That's the story of, that's the glory of love. Glory of 
Why you feel that you're too good, much too good for a nobody like me? You're afraid to present me to the friends in your saddle. That's the story. Well, darling, I guess it's best that we should part. But how soon you forget the fine, fine things you've done. And how just a little taste of success has gone straight to your pretty little head. I hold in my hand, dear, three letters. Three letters from the stage of your fine, fine, super fine career. The first began, Eddie, darling, sweetheart, my wonderful one. I will always be grateful for the things that you've done. The second letter came right after I gave you your star. Yes, it came from your pen, dear, but not from your heart. The third, the king, the joke of the deck. You ended your letter and closed. Please sign my check. Why, you fool. You poor, sad, worthless, foolish fool. If you think that money can pay for the hard years I have suffered till things broke your way. Yes, I'm answering your last letter that says we must part. I'm tanning the pieces the way you tore up my heart. I smile when you kiss me and I thrill at your touch. My only sin was I loved you much too much. When the little Lose a little And always have the Blues a little That's the story of That's the glory of love Yes, There they go, the velvet tones, you poor, sad, foolish, worthless fool. I asked Billy Vere about the glory of love. Here's what he told me. The glory of love by the velvet tones um, has, of course, that great recitation, which originally became famous uh, by a guy named Larry Darnell, uh, uh, who was uh, recording out of New Orleans with Paul Gayton's band. Yes, you're way up on top now, and you want to be free. Love it. I love it. Why, you fool, you poor, sad, worthless, foolish fool. I mean, it was one of the great raps of all time. Three letters from the stages of your fine, fine, super fine career. The first began, Eddie Darling, my wonderful one. Or in Larry's case, first began, Larry Darling, my wonderful one. And it was really basically Larry Darnell's uh, nightclub act. Uh, so somebody probably remembered to say, hey, it's time to bring that back, you know, like anything else. On our baseball show, we played Sister Wynonna Carr. We got a lot of letters on that, and so we thought we should play another record by her. Sister Wynonna was born in 1924 in Cleveland, Ohio, and did most of her recording for the specialty record label. She wrote all of her own songs, and believe it or not, she earned more money from the sales of her sheet music than from her actual recordings. Here's one of the records she made. I'm not sure where you could find the sheet music, but she's writing a letter to heaven. Sister Wynonna Carr. If I could write a letter to heaven I'd do it right away I'd send it air mail special And these are the words I'd say Dear Lord Just a few Sincere 
a sister while I own a car, and if I could write a letter to heaven. You know, a lot of people think that the post office has an official motto. It actually doesn't, but there is a phrase associated with it. Neither snow, nor rain, nor heat, nor gloom of night stays these couriers from the swift completion of their appointed rounds. It is that kind of dedication and fidelity that we try to bring to every episode of Theme Time Radio Hour. Keep them cards and letters coming in, folks, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Postage due, I have to pay, pay, pay. Postage due on my letters from you. Thanks for listening to Theme Time Radio Hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Produced by Eddie Gorodetsky. Associate producer, Ben Rollins. Continuity by Eats Martin. Editor, Damian Rodriguez. Supervising editor, Rob McCumber. Research team, Diane Lapson and Bernie Bernstein. With additional research by April Hayes, Callie Gladman, Terrence Michaels, Sean Patrick, and Lynn Sheridan. Librarian, Robert Bauer. Production coordinator, Debbie Sweeney. Production assistance by Jim McBee. Special thanks to Randy Azradi, Coco Shinomiya, and Samson's Diner. For XM Radio, Lee Abrams. Recorded in Studio B in the historic Abernathy Building. Studio engineer, Tex Carbone. This has been a Great Water Park production in association with Big Red Tree. This is your announcer, Pierre Mancini, speaking. You know what next week is? President's Day. You've got mail.